I think I'm sophisticated Cause I'm living my life Like a good homo sapien But all around me Everybody's multiplying And they're walking around like flies, man So I'm no better than the animals Sitting in the cages in the zoo, man Cause compared to the flowers And the birds and the trees I am an ape, man I think I'm so educated And I'm so civilized Cause I'm a strict vegetarian But with the overpopulation And inflation and starvation And the crazy politicians I don't feel safe in this world no more I don't wanna die in a nuclear war I wanna sail away to a distant shore And make like an ape man I'm an ape man, I'm an ape The time is five minutes to eight on Wednesday, the 21st of May, 2014. My name is Garrett Thomas. And I'm Simon Payne. And you're listening to episode 83 of our Errand of Mercy. Hello. Hello. Um, Did you know that if you like mirror image three down the middle, it it becomes eight. So that that works like a thing. No. I'm going to do one of these every episode now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Simon's weird fact about a number. Yeah, no, weird, not very interesting facts about numbers. It's an evening show this, this time. My end of the show is brought to you by Sharp's Doom Bar, which I'm drinking a pint of. Oh, you're drinking beer? Mm. We've not got beer. I'm drinking a delicious room temperature ale, Simon. And that's how it's supposed to be drank. It's supposed to be drunk, yeah. I hate it when you get an ale and it's really cold. It pisses me off. I think maybe a pale, a, a pale ale, that's all right. Maybe cold, maybe slightly chilled. Um, maybe. Well, no, just just cool from the, from the cellar, not like actually cold. That's ridiculous. Now, uh, Simon, you fairly recently came back from your uh, honeymoon. We discussed that on the show. Yeah, from um, Florida. Um, now, as, if I understand it, you flew out and in of Manchester Airport, is that correct? Yes, yes we did, yeah. Um, well, you'd be pleased to know that, uh, according to the Manchester Evening News, a man named James Burns, J- James Burns, 56, um, he was responsible for uh, patting, like, frisking passengers down as they went through airport security. He's also a convicted sex offender. Oh, you know, you say that. The guy who um, who gave me my mandatory security check that everybody has to have now, apparently, so he told me, uh, mm. was seemed very happy about it, and he did have a massive erection. So. Well, there you go. It was, prob- it was probably James Burns then. He, it's a convicted sex offender given the job of officially groping people at an airport. Hey, Manchester. See, that's I think that's good because, you know, if if, if anybody's going to, like, do that enthusiastically, that's very true. thorough. Yeah, I mean, if anyone's going to find a weapon, it's going to be him. He's going to check every nook and cranny. Every crevice. Yeah. Some you didn't even know you had. He knows, though. <laughs> he knows. He's always known. Even if he didn't know before, he found out on the inside. He knows all. He knows all the crevices. He found out on the inside. Mm. He knows. He knows all the crevices where you can hide stuff. Yeah, he does. Do you know what his official? T- the official title of those guys are uh, the, pe- uh, 
the people who fondle you. Yeah, the people who fondle you. Is it something like massively bureaucratic, like um, like international security um, safety touch expert or something like that? It, it's an aviation security officer, which is close. That is, yeah, aviation security officer is uh, is a bit far. <laughs> I wonder what the TSA calls them, because the uh, the ones in America they oh. were. Um, they seemed quite, uh, quite devil may care with uh, with their attitude to security. I must say, when we were leaving the country, anyway. Yeah, they they seem unhappy with their position in life. I would say we were queuing up to go into the uh, the illegal the illegal naked ghost machine, mm. uh, which which I I think scans your body by taking a picture of your soul. Yeah, yeah, it, it's like it's much like those pe- those hippies who take pictures of your auras. It uses the same technology. It's very science fiction. If you ever see one working, like you stand inside it, the doors closed, and then there's like a uh, like a rod that spins around the inside, and it goes, and then it lets you out. Um, I, I've I've essentially like decided to never go to America, and that is one of the reasons I don't want their security to take a picture of my naked ghost. <laughs> one of the uh, one of the well, the one we were supposed to be using just wouldn't work. Like it was <laughs> it wasn't really scanning anybody properly. So the guy mm. who was controlling it just gave up and let us through. <laughs> so we're just like yeah, go like, on. Yeah, it's broken, so fuck it. You know. <laughs> Be nice. Do you have any guns? No. Any right, guns? Go we did go through a metal detector, but right. but they didn't really control everybody going through the metal detector. So everybody just kind of walked through it in a, in a steady <laughs> stream of people. So I don't know. That's the way to do it, definitely. That is the way you're supposed to use those, I think. Yeah, I think we're all doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah. No, for going in one by one, it's definitely the one way, wrong way to do it. It's just a constant stream of humans. Uh, it's a constant stream of difficult to identify, similarly <laughs> similarly appointed humans. That's yeah. the best way to, uh, to to pick out people with guns, I've heard. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> the American um, security th- measures that you do now um, when you go into the country is a retinal scan and a fingerprint. Mm. Do you know that? That's interesting. I think it's been like, the last time I went to America was 2000 and 2008, 2007, probably. But and the yeah, thing, they did the scans and fingerprints and shit then. But the uh, the thing that freaked me out is I don't remember doing a retinal scan or fingerprint fingerprinting, but they had my details on file already. Well, because you had, and you hadn't realised, because you were just like in a in a post flight fugue. You I know? was like, yeah, well, maybe maybe it was done. Like I I went to a Starbucks and I picked up my cup, and then yeah. like the cup scanned my fingerprint, yeah. and, and the like, barista you... was an android, so he he took a picture of my retina. Can we just have your? Uh... Can you just have your name, please? Can you just take your name to write on this cup so we know everything about you? Fucking Starbucks. <laughs> oh, you're saying that, though, man. They got Frappuccino happy hour now. Oh, I know. Like, I mean, the the kind of, like, the Starbucks in, um, embargo is well and truly over. I'm going there all the fucking time. Have you had one of those coconut and coconut mocha Frappuccinos? No, it's on my, it's on my list. I think Shit. On, on Friday, I'm going to go and see the X-Men, and then I'm going to get one of those Frappuccino things. But they did this thing where, like, it's never happened to me at a Starbucks before, because I went, I wanted a medium one, and they were like, well, it's happy hour, so would you like to upgrade to a large? And I was like, well, yes, thank you. <laughs> and it got to be like £1.50. And then I've never had a large Starbucks before, and they proceed to bring out what I can only describe as like a cylinder. Like the size, it seemed to be the size of like a, um, a an oxygen tank that you'd have when you go scuba diving. Yeah, filled I'm... with chocolate iced coffee. 
Yeah, it's a rare occasion where I get a venti at a, at a Starbucks. But like the last time I did it, it actually just like fucked me up. Yeah, it. it does. Like it felt <laughs> like I'd like because there's so much dairy in a frappuccino. I just felt like I'd been like I was drunk. I was drunk on mocha frappuccino. The last time I had a venti, I got venti black coffee because I was extremely <laughs> tired and I Shit. basically died. Apart from I didn't die, I just lived for most a man can over a period of eight hours. <laughs> I'd like the cocaine special, please. <laughs> it's a venti black coffee with an extra shot. Bring it on. Yeah, yeah. It was it was like it was like taking cocaine apart from you didn't come down from it after fifteen minutes, so it was fucking terrifying. <laughs> just getting up get on a bus and then suddenly you're the driver and you have no idea how it's happened but you're doing all right um as i mentioned as well, I, I, I keep meaning to mention the fact that my barista is kind of like slowly dying and it's really concerning me are they actually like have they got a wasting disease or are they some kind of a lich i, well, I don't know like Every time I see him, he's become, like, a bit more lich-like. And I don't know, like, I mean, can I... I mean, it's, it's probably just because he's living off Starbucks, but I don't know, kind of, like... I don't think you can ask that I can't question, ask can you? Him. You can't, I can't be like, him. You can't walk up to your barista and be like, man, you look sh- look like it's, shit today. No. Are you dying? Yeah, it's like, hey, dude, you... you you don't look too well. How's everything going in your life? I can't do that. I don't know him well enough. No, I don't think that, like, you can't really do that to anybody, even if yeah. you know them well. But I am concerned. Like, I'm concerned for his health and concerned for, like, my coffee is going to give me whichever wasting condition he has. Like, <laughs> but I'm going to get typhoid or something. I don't think that that's a thing. Coffee. You do realise that, like, those machines boil water at a ridiculous heat and pressure. So I think you'll probably be all right. I hope I am. It's probably the safest food to be given by a stranger. It's coffee. <laughs> it's coffee. Because well, it's so hot. <laughs> You're probably safe there, I I'm think. I'm probably safe. I hope I'm safe. Uh, speaking of um, speaking of, of paedophiles, in fact, have you been keeping up not, with the... Not, not the barista, I'd like to say, but the airport security guy. Which yeah, yeah, is, yeah. That, was a, that was a bit of a seg that I wanted this... to... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah, we don't know whether the Boris is a paedophile, but he may be a lich. Um, the, uh, have you been keeping up with the Rolf Harris trial, G? Uh, how's this funny? It's not uh, just like... I do want to talk about this. This I is w- an awful story. I want to talk about it. You want to talk about a horrible serial sex offender? I just think Allegedly. that, like... Now, what I actually wanted to talk about, this is something that's been on the tip of my tongue for a while, is, like, something I kind of realised when they were doing the Max Clifford stuff, Mm. is I don't think that there's many people, many guys like that that age who didn't do some of this shit in the 60s and 70s. I think that that maybe in six years, everybody who was like in like the BBC showbiz glitterati at that point is going to be in jail. Just every single one of them. I just think that everybody's going to be going to be in there. I think that <laughs> Terry Wogan's next. Oh fuck no! No Terry Wogan wouldn't. No. no. Yeah, but that's part of the deal, though, isn't it? No, no, he never would. Well, that's I... not the kind of thing he did. But then, like Max Clifford, I don't think anybody was surprised. No. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, he's a massive perv. Yeah, that that. But like the whole like one of the things he said in his defence was was hey when a bunch of girls rush into your dressing room half dressed you don't ask for ages and I was like oh this is endemic <laughs> like I don't think that like oh, this isn't this isn't like isolated to a bunch of weird dudes anymore I feel like everybody was up to this shit and the more we dig the more we're going to be freaked out 
Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I remember the other day, like, this came up, um, I was talking to someone, and I was talking about, like, you know, the Led Zeppelin thing. Yeah. You know that, you know that, all that shit. Yeah, it's fucking like, The 16-year-old sex slave locked yeah. in a hotel for an entire year. Yeah. Like, they'd never heard that story before. And I was like, yeah, they're like, I thought that was a really famous story, so I guess there's a lot of shit we don't know. Yeah. It's like one of those things where, where I guess there's a lot of because I've always just kind of like guys back then were sleaze bags, especially if they had power, and the government is always spying on you. And mm. just like now, that's actually coming true, and everybody seems to be surprised. Yeah, like, we're the... like, well, we kind of knew that some somewhere on a base level. Like I mean, there's loads of shit like about Tom Jones as well. Like, if you like, you you know, there's sort of like a story about Tom Jones and Elvis Presley, which I'm not going to talk about because one of them's still alive. That sounds like a fucking party. <laughs> well, yeah, but also a very illegal one. Yeah, of course. But I think that there was a lot of illegal partying going down. So I reckon in the next two years, we're going to see Terry Wogan and or Bruce Forsyth. They're next. Oh, Bruce Forsyth. I don't know. I feel he's a bit before that. Because, I mean, Bruce Forsyth has been an entertainer since, like, the early 19th century. Yeah. So, so you so reckon I he think, kept his morals? Yeah, I don't think he's ever been part of that world, you know? Yeah. For him, like, something, like, the most scandalous thing is kind of, like, meeting a French person in the street, you know? <laughs> That's as scandalous as Bruce Forsyth That's gets. pretty scandalous, actually, yeah, thinking yeah. about it. <laughs> so, Terry Wogan, that's what I'm saying. He's next. All right, okay, that, that's, um, like, who's going to sue Aaron and Mercy next? Yeah. Terry no, Wogan. But, but, Terry Wogan's not going to sue us. Are you sure? I'm I saying that this I is obviously he, my opinion. I'm, I'm not libeling him. You, as far as you're aware, there are no allegations that you... There's I have no fact. This is just based on a gut, uh, like a, a, like gut, a, instinct. a gut instinct. I just have okay, a feeling Terry, that he's Sir not. Sir Terry Wogan. It will be really weird if I'm right, though shit if i'm right this is what you got to do though like this is why you've got you've got to be careful with libel law because you could go to prison or mm. you could get fined very heavily but at the same time if you're right people will be like fuck he knew how he did knew. He, know? he was how probably he in the pedo ring no that, they'll, they'll, they'll think i'm a cultural touchstone well, then you'll be next simon you'll be the next one on the list no, I think that, that, like, eventually, if you're a celebrity, part of the deal is you go to prison for a bit, if you're a proper one. Yeah. You go, you go to a minimum security prison for, like, a year. Yeah. Yeah. Just for anything. Like, they'll find something on you. <laughs> but, yeah, there's not. it's not mild, but I think it's probably quite endemic in show business from the 70s. I All just right. think it happened a lot. Okay, well, sticking on crime, but getting away from, like, you libeling, like, everyone and kind of making criminals out of us. Um, now, I, I, I do, man. I'm always a big fan of uh, people calling uh, emergency services for pointless reasons. <laughs> Why? That's I, a crime. It is a crime. It's an awful crime, but it's always fun. Right? It is actually quite you never, fun. You never hear a story about... Like, there's No one is ever in the news for calling the emergency services for something that isn't hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that is true. It's true, right? I think it's because you've got to get to a kind of weird place in your life before you'll do that. So it's always going to be a ridiculous thing. Um, so this is a story from... Uh, I, I believe this is from... Uh, Gastonia, North Carolina. 
Wow. It's a hell of a place. That, yeah. Oof. Um, called, um, and, and she's called uh, Bevalente Machette Hall. Whoa. That's a good names. America, again, bringing it back with the good names. Good names. Excellent names. So, yeah, M- M- Miss Hall, also known as Bevalente to her friends, uh, has been charged with uh, misusing the 911 emergency call system in America. Uh, this is after she called uh, for police to report that um, Subway, she'd gone to a Subway and ordered a, uh, a flatizer, which is a flatbread pizza. Oh, Jesus. A flatizer? A flatizer. Which sounds horrible. Like just the name sounds like. Well, gut. I, I I like Flatitza better because a Flatitza sounds like something that Snoop Dogg says about <laughs> like like he got a flat tire on the way to the studio. That like seriously, Simon. What? That's the joke you're going with. That's what I'm going with. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> it doesn't fit with Subway's corporate corporate um, identity, is what I'm saying. Right. Okay. So um, because you're... unlike unlike Money Supermarket, they're not endorsed by Snoop Dogg. Which is surprising, because Snoop Dogg will endorse literally anything. He's like the Black Patrick Stewart. (laughs) That is essentially the message of those adverts, isn't it? Snoop Dogg is the Black Patrick Stewart. (laughs) It's true. Sorry, Snoop Snoop Lion. Snoop Lion, yeah. Is he still... I think he's actually stopped being a Rastafarian again. Well, he's got some pretty pretty amazing dreads in um, in that advert. He does, but I, f- I kind of feel he's not Snoop Lion anymore. Okay. What, I don't I mean, know. It's hard to tell what he is from one day to the next. He's in constant flux. <laughs> he is. <laughs> um, so, yeah, anyway, she called her after ordering her flatizza uh, because she felt said that Subway had put marinara sauce on her pizza, but she wanted pizza sauce. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, but there's one major point to make here, which is that marinara sauce is pizza, pizza sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Literally no difference between those two things. Um, in the call, she says, it's terrible. And I got my receipt and I told them, I can't eat that kind of sauce. <laughs> Why not? Now, They're the same. Uh, they made my mom another sandwich without a problem. But say they won't make me a sandwich, she said. <laughs> in the second 911 call from Paul's number, so the second call she made on the subject of her flatizer, a woman can be heard screaming in the background, that stuff ain't right. <laughs> that's it. We've got, no, like, that's already going to be songified as we speak. <laughs> how many, how long was this ago? Was this a couple of days ago? Yeah, this was last week. So, yeah, this yeah, already songified. Yeah, there's already like an auto tune version yeah. of her saying, I want marinara sauce. I don't want marinara sauce. That, that stuff ain't right. That, 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 that stuff ain't right. That stuff ain't right. That, that, that stuff ain't right. Marinara sauce. It's already there. <laughs> it's already there. It's all there. <laughs> the components are there. So, uh, like, a flatizza is a thing that Subway are doing now. I guess in America. Like, you know how we have the Pizza Hut pizza with the hamburgers and the crust, but America doesn't have that? Like, in exchange, they get a flatizza. Is that a thing that we have? Y- yeah. Shit. Yeah, like, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's this crazy thing that basically, like, Pizza, pizza Hut and Domino's, like, in the UK, are constantly putting crazy shit in crusts. <laughs> 
So, like, the, I mean, the Domino's one is the uh, the hot dog stuffed crust with yeah. mustard. That's that's uh, gross. That sounds horrible. It's kind of amazing. Is it good? Uh, well, it sounds I disgusting. Like, I saw a picture of it, and the best picture that they could come up with for it, when it looked like it was packed with Soylent Green, it was disgusting. Yeah, I mean, that that's a valid description of both its, like, look, flavour and texture. <laughs> But it, it's not good, but it is amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, and so Pizza Hut uh, apparently tried to decide to one-up them. I mean, this happened months ago, dude. I'm amazed, I'm amazed you haven't caught up with this. And yeah, you can get the crust and it's got like a little, like each slice has a hamburger like on the edge. That's embedded like, to the crust. Shocking. Like horrible, greasy, like black, like just... Sure. Yeah, exactly. And it's like Pizza Hut, who are not known for their delicious hamburgers. Yeah. Or delicious um, pizzas. But yeah, despite these sounding like the most American foods, you can't buy them in America. Um, <laughs> because they think that we're like we're making some kind of ironic joke about them. Well, I think we kind of are. I yeah. think kind of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so they've they've made they've they've worked out. They've actually that it's the first instance of British irony being understood by the Americans and they are not happy. <laughs> Basically, they've just realised that we're constantly taking the piss out of them. <laughs> them, them and their freedom and their flatizers. Yeah, that Damn sounds, it. like how awful does a does a subway pizza sound? Just like not even if I was drunk. No, not even if I was on the way back from like from a night out. I mean, you only eat at a subway if there's not anything else available. Like the the. the there's a subway near work and it's like in between a Barbarito and a McDonald's. And there's like, well, there's no reason to ever go to Subway. They outnumber McDonald's is now though, don't they? In, yeah, that, in the US yeah. at least. I think they outnumber them like everywhere. Yeah. There it, is a lot of them in Leamington thinking about it. And I, I don't understand why. Cause they're fucking horrible. I, like, I, I, I've eaten Subways. Like, I mean, I, I will like at a stretch eat a Subway, <laughs> but it's not like something I've ever enjoyed. Like I wouldn't describe that as amazing. I think it's that weird fusion of fast food and an attempt to be healthy that like brings this weird, strange Frankenstein restaurant. Well, it also, I mean, it's just like stale bread with stale meat on it. <laughs> no, the bread's baked fresh every day, G. Yeah, They've but so, yeah, in the ovens. I, I've seen them. I've watched them getting the dough out and sticking them in the ovens. And yet somehow they come <laughs> oven fresh out of the oven, tasting stale. That's because then That's it's true. not actually an oven. It's a stalinator. It stales them. The, the dough is staled until it's bread-like. That's probably true. That's probably true. Because it's cheaper, probably. I've got I've I've got a friend who used to be who used to manage Subway, so I should ask him like how Subway manages to make such rancid bread. <laughs> yeah, there's a uh, an expose I'd like to see inside Subway. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Speaking of exposés, um, <laughs> I've got a uh, an errand of mercy um, an errand of mercy expose plan that I'd like to pitch to you, G. Okay, as long as it's not, like, revealing more paedophiles with no evidence. No, no, that's not revealing paedophiles, G. That's just making wild statements that aren't connected to fact in any way. (laughs) Okay. I was just handed that by our lawyer. Um, the, uh, the, I wanted to uh, propose a new feature, which I'm calling Prom Watch 2014. 
Okay. Uh, this is where we, the end of mercy, just keep an eye on what's going on in the American prom world. Because... I, I, I was told by someone who know who, uh, who who runs a suit shop in the city centre of Manchester that it is prom season. So exactly, are we doing it in England now? Um, no, it's fucking why. I'm don't. I'm not happy about because that. isn't it supposed to commemorate the homecoming of a of a home football team? It's no, that's homecoming, which oh, is different. fucking American <laughs> high school is weird. I know. Well, I mean, the thing I always say is, at the end of uh, like, so my A levels, like at the end of that, we had a uh, we had I guess was a prom. Um, uh, one of my friends, he was the sort of president of school council, and they hired like uh, one of the halls in the city centre in Swansea, and we went out there and we kind of like all got dressed up, and um, and then about about an hour in, uh someone else said oh yeah it's like so-and-so's party let's go to a club because in britain we can drink so we don't need to go to shitty prom so everyone just left and went went out to a club in swansea and got smashed you know that's my my prom experience was slightly different i uh went to my prom dateless saw my ex kissing another man who she'd only recently got together with uh, and then fell over a table, badly twisted my ankle, and had to walk home using a makeshift crush that I'd fashioned from part of a fence I had broken while drunk. Cool. I, I mean, I imagine I probably went dateless as well, but... Not a big fan of proms, me. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't walk for a good couple of days after that. My ankle was all swollen up. That sounds really shitty. It was pretty shit. But then again, what would you? Ex- what else would you expect <laughs> from the uh, the former treasurer of an anime club? And the, uh, well, actually, you're the chairman, so I, I, yeah. I can't really, like... Make I mean, I, I vaguely remember I, I vaguely remember making out with someone at my prom. I don't know if that's true. I was very drunk. See, there you go. That's how the pecking order works. You, That's why you're the chairman. <laughs> I just followed the usual course that you'd expect. That's why I'm not, I was only the treasurer. That's how yeah. it works. So I thought that we could... You're, just... the, you're the George Osborne of this situation. <laughs> you can fuck right off. <laughs> okay, okay. You're the Gordon Brown of this That's situation. Better. That's fair, yeah. I'll take that. <laughs> so, um, so uh, yeah, I just wanted to uh, to keep an eye on proms this year, either it, it, wherever they may be happening, because I feel like they're a good... Um, they're a good indicator of the culture around them. We had uh, last year. We had the story about the first racially integrated prom in a in a high school in Georgia yeah. uh, in 2013. <laughs> so I'm glad you guys finally got yourselves together on that one. Yeah, I seem to remember there was a lot of trouble about that. Well. Yeah, there was. Oh, people Georgia. were not pleased about that. Good old Georgia. Uh, so this, uh, so our first entry into prom watch this year. Uh, is uh, the story of a teenage girl who was forced to leave her school prom after oogling dads complained her dress and dancing would give their sons impure thoughts. Oh, fucking, like, where, where did this happen? This what? was happening. This, well, it was a homeschooler prom. So oh. Already we're not on great. It's another prom you don't want to go to, similar to the all-white prom from yeah. last year. This homeschool-only prom, which I'm assuming is probably all-white as well. Well, you'd you'd have to you'd have to guess, yeah. Yeah. How does uh, that even work, though? Like, just like they organise a thing. Well, I uh, mean, if if you're all if you're basically getting all of the people who are homeschooled together, you might as well just put them in a school together. Yeah, Should, yeah, yeah. You would think that these people would be like against the idea of getting all their children together in one. place. Yeah, I so thought the whole the whole point other. of a homeschool was you kept your children away from other humans. Yeah, so you can force your own views and beliefs on them. 
Uh, I'm right in thinking that, right? There's not really nobody really homeschools for any other reason than religious bigotry. Um, I think that the uh, or are they just a vast majority? I, I would say the vast majority. Yeah, I, I would say there are situations like perhaps where bullying happens, where maybe like homeschooling becomes an option. Yeah, like I can see. Yeah, but like yeah, I, I imagine the vast majority of it is bigotry. <laughs> yeah, good old bigotry. So uh, so yeah, we're assuming this is it's in uh, Richmond, Virginia. Um, I mean, I think Richmond's quite like a, a sort of cosmopolitan city as yeah. far as Virginia goes. So, you, so you never know. Maybe, maybe we're uh, we're completely in the wrong. So, yeah. the, the essentially the the deal was that a girl turned up to her prom. There were strict dress code um, rules mm. uh, where the uh, the dress had to be fingertip length, which I think is a quite. If you're going to do a dress code, I like the way that you're doing that. It's very efficient. Good work. F- Wait, think so. So what? It's the length of a hand, is that? So yeah, if you if you stand up and put your arm down, that's as long. That's the, as short as it can be. That that makes sense because it yeah. it varies depending on how tall you are. It makes, yeah. yeah, that's fine. She was told that her dress was too short, even though it was within the rules, um, and um, she was told this after a number of of um, the chaperoning dads. This is such a shit prom. I'm sorry. So first of all, what's the deal here? <laughs> <laughs> so, what's up with your homeschool prom so so you, you i thought the idea of a prom in america is so that kids can secretly underage drink and then like clumsily make out with each other that's yeah. the only reason they exist right yeah yeah because because teens in america can't drink normally so they need to be given an outlet make you know fair enough so so that so that's obviously um that's chaperoned by parents is it Oh, I guess it must be parents because there's no teachers because, you know, because they're yeah, it's homeschoolers. Home so the teacher slash parent dads. So all of the parents. So, yeah, like yeah. hundreds of dads. Hundreds of dads. We're assuming it's hundreds, maybe thousands of dads. <laughs> um, it's a stadium. The, the, the prom happened like in a stadium and the dads were gathered like in the stands watching. Yeah, staring silently, making no sound. <laughs> <laughs> she, she noticed that a number of them were stood on a balcony uh talking to each other and staring down at her oh for what so hey let's get a bunch of teen girls in a room and then put a bunch of dads a bunch of dads who are into homeschooling on a balcony above them this doesn't sound like a prom this sounds like pervcon 2014 this sounds like the sort of thing that Max Clifford would say. Yeah, this is, yeah, it's basically that concept, but expanded a bit, a bit wider. <laughs> That's fucking awful. This is the worst prom ever. Yeah, uh, by Jude, like the dress she was wearing, um, she was seventeen years old, and um, and apparently there's been a new development this week. Mm. Um, so apparently. Um, horny dads weren't the reason a team was booted from the prom. Yeah. Um, according to a new a new story, which has broken 20 minutes ago. <laughs> this is breaking news. Breaking news. Um, and apparently her, her levacious dancing and the cut of her dress caused it to ride up, so it was edging on her uh, on her behind. Oh, right. So, so buttock was becoming visible. Is this what they're yeah. arguing? And yeah. all of these dads were like... I, I could potentially get aroused by this 17-year-old buttock. Something must be done. I just don't like the idea of, like, creepo dads, creepo it's... homeschooler chaperone dads, like, deciding yeah. that 
deciding that a girl is making their son have impu- their sons have impure thoughts for their their, their sons. Yeah. It's not like one of these dads were like, "Daddy, this woman is giving me impure thoughts." It was the dads were going, "I bet that would give my son a boner." <laughs> Because this is I've some- got a boner. <laughs> this is something I am thinking about. I am thinking about what will give my son an, a hard on. Always. He's, <laughs> he's permanently on hard on watch. These homeschooler dads. 24-7 hard on patrol. Oh, this is just like I'm gonna get. That's the first, the first, uh, the first wave of Errand of Mercy T-shirts. They just say 24/7 hard on patrol on the back. <laughs> homeschooler dad's 24 hour hard on patrol <laughs> and it's like a, a digital camo print <laughs> yeah it's like a, it's not a t-shirt it's like a jacket yeah. it's, it's like a digital camo jacket but in yellow in yellow kind of impact font so it's 24 7 hard on patrol <laughs> And there's a and it's got like a mission badge of a leery looking dad. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that jacket being repurposed by cruising bears. <laughs> See, that's how we fix this, G. Yeah. That's how we st- take the power back from these creepo homeschooler dads. I just... We give it to the bears. The bears always defeat homeschooler dads. It's like rock, paper, scissors. I bet some of those homeschooler dads are into bears. They probably are, yeah. That's how the bears steal their power. They fuck them. <laughs> and that's why they must be ever vigilant for hard on. Yeah, just in case they need to stop a homeschooler dad from being weird. <laughs> so there you go. We've got to the bottom of it. We know how to fix this now. Oh. So already Prom Watch 2014 has been useful. <laughs> already. Call the bears. Erin of Mercy finding solutions for all, all prom problems. Speaking of, uh, speaking of bears, um, it's possible that there'll be a lot less bears in Russia. Okay. Um, but, or at least bear-looking men, because uh, Russian men are apparently shaving their beards in protest at the fact that Conchita Verst has won Eurovision this year. Fucking Russian. Seriously, guys? Because I think you're confused. <laughs> it's like, oh, fucking hell. All these gays with their beards. All these, all these, all these, all these women with their beards. Gonna shave this shit off. Yeah, gonna get rid of this manly beard. Oh, no. I don't, because... I don't understand why they were like we must shave our beards because the beard the beard is now the 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 international symbol of drag queens. <laughs> the only way you can tell a drag queen is by her beard or That's his beard. True. Yeah, you immediately whenever I spot any man in the street for beard, I'm like, oh my god, that's the, what drag queens out today. Not a drag queens out. Just left the dresses at home. Well, one of my favourite implications of this, though, is because Russian Orthodox priests have, like, the biggest beards. Does that mean, like, they're the draggiest gays? Maybe. That's what, like, talk about getting getting sued, G. We're going to get blown up. <laughs> the, Just, we're going to get sued by Terry Woken and the Russian Orthodox Church. What will happen is you'll 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 walk into your flat one day and there'll just be a bunch of guys in unmarked military fatigues hanging out on your sofa. You're like, "What are you doing? This is my house." And they'll be like, "No, we live here now." 
<laughs> he's like, no, it's my house. He's like, no, it is ours. And I'll be like, do you guys work for the for the Russian government? He goes, no, we, we work for Teddy Vaughan. <laughs> <laughs> and then later, then five days later, they will be wearing Russian insignia. And they'll be like, actually, we were working for the Russian government. <laughs> Oh, those guys. Those so, crazy, crazy guys. I look forward to the annexation of G's flat. <laughs> to be fair, historically, it has been part of Russia. So <laughs> it was only given to me in a treaty in the, during the 1950s. So. That is true, yeah. It's true. You won't be voting so highly for them in Eurovision this year. <laughs> oh, I won't be voting for anyone in Eurovision next year. Oh, well, yeah, because still... there won't be an EU. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure within a year, like, Britain's going to have detached itself from the world and drift off into the middle of the Atlantic. I believe that what's going to happen is that UKIP are currently building giant ships, um, but they, they can't find anybody to build them. Yeah. Which is, which is ironic, really. They're trying to build giant ships and they're going to tow England out into the Pacific, <laughs> where the weather's nice. Yeah, it would be just like Spain, but without all those fucking foreigns. <laughs> Jesus. We should stop joking about that because it's happened. It's actually going to happen. It's basically happened. By the time this episode goes out, that will have happened. Yeah. So if you if you do get this, it's like, I'm not sure. Does the internet stop when we move the country or will we still get it? Um, pretty, yeah, I don't think those cables are going to flex enough to get us all the way out to the Pacific. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> How are we going to defend ourselves from the kaiju out there? We 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 can't. Like, we don't have a Jaeger program. Yeah, can, can you see Nigel Farage piloting a Jaeger? Yes, I can, but yes. I don't think it'd be a very good one. Nigel Farage and the leader of the B, the BMP. Oh, Nigel Farage and Mick Griffin. It'll be called Aryan Fury. <laughs> It'll constantly be smoking a fag and holding a pint. <laughs> yeah, the pint is one of its weapons. <laughs> The only reason they want to get rid of the kaiju, though, is because they're distinctly foreign. Because oh. <laughs> a kaiju is probably as foreign as you can get. <laughs> so maybe they're our last hope. That's maybe true. we have to... The only thing we can rely on now is racist fury to save us from the kaiju. Racist fury. <laughs> Aryan fury or racist fury? I think... Which is better? I, think uh, I would say Aryan fury is better, but... I- don't think that like British racists are clever enough to use that word. No, probably not. <laughs> Rooney Fury. Rooney Fury. <laughs> no, or it could just be called football. <laughs> oh fuck! It's the World Cup in like three weeks. It's gonna be the fucking worst. No, it won't because they're like they're all of the people who are massive football fans will just become nocturnal. Because all the matches are on at like two in the morning. That is true. But the matches are on at two in the morning in like a war-torn third world country. <laughs> Good work. I, I just to be clear, I don't consider Brazil a third world war. No, it's country. not. It's not. But but, but it, it does have some issues that may that possibly mean that hosting a World Cup isn't a great idea. Yeah, remember that football match we talked about a couple of months ago where that ended with somebody being publicly beheaded and their head mounted on a spike to I serve as a warning? I'm pretty sure that was more like two years ago, but yeah, I do remember that. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter how long it was ago. 
it happened. That was a thing that actually happened. Yeah. The referee got beheaded and his like head mounted on the like corner flagpole. <laughs> Mind you, I reckon um, the England team will probably perform better if that's what happens to them. That was a football joke for everybody. Yeah, I made a football joke today. I made wow. a chilly apposite football joke and people laughed. It was like, well, I don't know what the fuck's happened to me. So, <laughs> what has happened? Okay. Have you considered? Have you voted UKIP? That's what it is, isn't it? <laughs> you voted BMP, you fucker. And now I know about football. football. <laughs> That's yeah. It's a it's a it's a racial perk. <laughs> Sorry, no, no, it's a racist perk. No, my bad. Sorry. We are, of course, not suggesting that all football fans are racist. This just, is a libel episode. Yeah, we're not suggesting that all football fans are racist, just the vast majority of them. <laughs> <laughs> is it, what is it? Not all football fans are racist, but most racists are football fans. It's probably yeah, something like exactly. that. yeah, that's true. That is actually true. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's, let's have a story now from Texas. <laughs> Speaking of racism. <laughs> this is a story from Longview, Texas, where police ha- are questioning a woman named Charity Johnson. <laughs> now, they, they picked her up from a high school where she was uh, operating under the name Charity Stevens and claiming that she was born in November of 1997, which would have made her about, you know, I think a 16-year-old girl. Yeah, that's um, that's relatively recent. Then that that's reasonable, you know, to be in high school. Um, they actually think she's probably thirty-four, but she might be thirty-one. <laughs> how? How? Do... Um, how long was she at the school for? Uh, it's 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 vague, but the implication is that probably like the vast majority of the school year. <laughs> Uh, the principal at New Life Christian School said Johnson enrolled in October with a guardian and filled out paperwork indicating she was 15. She acted like a 15-year-old. She was an attentive student, respectful, and did her homework, Stuart Newland told the Associated Press. He said the school charges £150 a month, but there is no penalty if students don't pay. He said she'd been paying about £24 a month tuition at the school with about 30 students. I don't... A he student school. What a, is this? America, what's going on? It's a 30-student private Christian school with 34-year-old women in it. Yeah, I bet they don't ask many questions there, do they? Don't <laughs> ask, don't tell. Everyone at the school was convinced she was a teen. Of course they were. A wrinkly, leathery teen. <laughs> I'm not saying that, like, because, you know, I should be careful because we're, we're, both me and you are only six years off of 31 Right. But but at thirty one, compared to a teen, we will be wrinkly and leathery. Did you want the craziest part of this story? <laughs> That's not no. There isn't a craziest part. Um, did she ha- what did she have like a like a seventeen year old boyfriend? Tamika Lincoln told KLTV television station that she invited Johnson into her home in March after Johnson told her she needed a place to stay. I sympathised with her and invited her into my home. I took her in as a child, did her hair, got her clothes and shoes. She called the police after suspecting Johnson was using a fake identity. I just don't know why she did it, Lincoln told the television station. No, <laughs> she's <one>. 31. <laughs> she's not 16. 
<laughs> not those are different ages. Totally different. Different ages with different looking people. Very different. Lots of almost different, different generations. <laughs> But I love that. It's like, yeah, the, the kind of like she goes to a school and the and the uh, and the sort of principal is like, yeah, this she looks sixteen. And then she goes to like a random person and it's like, oh, I, I need a place to stay. And I'm like, yeah, you look like a sixteen year old. And it's only several months later. Okay, wait a minute. Hang on a minute. So she registered to the school in October, and it's now May, and she's just being questioned by police. So I don't. Like, I wonder what her friendship group was like. Probably great, you know. Man, but, Charity's really cool. She's so mature. She's so mature. Yeah. She knows, like, she knows, like, she's so worldly. Like, she knows all these things. I can always turn to her for advice. Charity. Just, like, you imagine her, like, rolling up on the first day of school. Like, hey, hey, dudes, how's it chilling? I am also 16, just like you. We are cool bros, Yes. How about that Miley Cyrus and Justin Bieber? It also later emerged she was a robot. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Hello, <laughs> my name is Charity. I am an ordinary teen. <laughs> <laughs> With a backwards cap on. <laughs> oh, dear. I, Good work, well, though. Do we know why she did it? No, no one knows. She, no, just really, she really wanted to go to school, I guess. Really wanted to go to school. Ugh. Be 16 again. Who doesn't want to do that? Everyone. See, the, like, <laughs> what does it say about our society that I think this is funny, but if it was a dude, I, w- I thought it, I would think it is really creepy. I think, yeah. If it was, are we wrong? I don't think we're wrong. We're absolutely right. We're, if it was a dude, it would be... It'd be creepy, whereas this is just funny. Like, yeah. yeah. If it was a dude, I'd be like, I'm coming to pick you up. We're flying out through Manchester Airport tomorrow. We're going to go set this guy on fire. Because <laughs> it's a woman. I'm like, oh, it's uh, quirky, quirky charity. Yeah. Quirky lady she is. <laughs> Crazy charity. Just you wait. In a couple of years, she'll be at uni. <laughs> at the age, At the age of 35. Oh dear. I, I like that they don't know how old she actually is. She's in her thirties, oh, yeah. but they're not so sure. mysterious. So, so many mysteries. This yeah. one. They should call her mystery. <laughs> She's the charity mystery. The charity mystery. That's what it's called. It's the new, uh, <laughs> the new Harriet the Spy book. The charity mystery. <laughs> That's totally like an end game from a Harriet the Spy story. As well. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out. She was an adult all along. Oh, yeah. Speaking of yeah. speaking of things for for adults, um, I have another sex toy review. Yay! <laughs> See, it's beginning to kill you now as well. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's the th- the problem with your barista. Maybe he's listening. Maybe he's only listening to this part of the podcast. <laughs> Are we draining his life? Power? He is. He has stared into the abyss. <laughs> And uh, and this is the result. <clears throat> this is a review of. Uh, see, I, I I told G what this was. Um, yeah, you told me. I mean, yeah, all, all the the show. is gone. There's um, no mystery. Yeah, there's no mystery to this story. I know what's coming. Yeah. Um. And um. But he hasn't seen pictures of it yet. I've seen a picture. Usually, I've seen a picture by this point. Yeah. So I'm going to link it to you now, and we can see what you think of it. You can uh, explain it to people. 
Okay, like, let's see what this is. Um, uh, it's okay. Oh, it's 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 an inflatable butt plug. Um, it's more it, than that, though, G. It looks like a grenade sort of hooked up to a bicycle pump. Yeah, that's essentially what it is. Um, <laughs> it, it's described as an anal balloon. So Wait. if you have a look at um, one of the... Oh, no, there. there's pictures of it expanded. Oh, yeah. fuck, that's not what I expected. I yeah. didn't think that was... Oh, I, I kind of got that the wrong way around, didn't I? Yeah, you did, yeah. Oh, so, so the grenade part is like a hand pump. Yeah. And at the other end, there's like a... There's like the end of the pipe, which, yeah, just really... It goes not, into a balloon. And, like, it comes in flesh colour... One of oh. the colours is flesh colour, but the colour it is makes it look like a like a medical device from the early thirties. Yeah, and and like when it's expanded, it does look like sort of an alien growth. Like, I mean, I think alien growth is a common theme of sex, <laughs> it is. Point, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like this looks like the uh, like say the sort of eye stalks of a of an insectoid style in alien. Yeah, is. and you put that in your bum. And you put it in your bun, and then the eyes like get bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Both yours and the aliens. <laughs> so this is a review from um, Mrs. Orgasmatron. <laughs> She's written a number of reviews. Okay, I'm sure. Of course, she has. Uh, this is actually from January 2012. So, um, so about two years old now. Um, but, but it 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 has an effect still. Okay. Um, so she says, okay, I bought this toy for my best friend and his partner as a Christmas present. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You did what? Yeah, if that's shocking, if you think that's crossing the boundaries of a friend, you are in for a rough, gently expanding ride, my friend. I was, I was already laughing because she started off like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to let you this out. Okay. Yeah, right. Let's get but, this off my chest. I um, bought this toy for my best friend and his partner. You did what? Yeah. It's like, like, oh, let, let's let's invite Janet around for uh, let's jo- invite Janet around for Christmas dinner. Yeah, like she's always fun. We'll, we'll, we'll buy her something. Uh, look, we'll go. We'll pop down to Lush and buy her some bar soap. <laughs> oh, Janet, you got us something. What is it? Oh, it's an arse balloon. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your arse balloon. Okay. La 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 la. They are both gay. The the reason I thank you for pointing that out as well. Thank you. Are we saying her name's Janet? Thank you for pointing that out. Janet Orgasmatron. Janet, Janet, Mrs. Janet Orgasmatron. The reason I'm reviewing it is because I talked to my friend on the phone. Full stop. (laughs) After the first night, the couple used it. And since my best friend and I share everything, we discussed the toy in great detail. <laughs> like these, there are some people who appear to operate on levels of friendship that I don't think we will ever access. I'm fine with that, by the way. Yeah, no, no, I don't want to find out what you stick up your ass. So, like, the like some people talk about taking their friendship to the next level. Let's never take our friendship to this level. <laughs> Let's never ever do that. This is the Omega friendship. <laughs> <laughs> So my friendship so my friendship is ruined. No. So my friend absolutely loved it. Loved it is not the right word. He adored it. Oh, no, that's a terrible he adored it. I adore I'm I'm leaving my partner for just this toy. 
<laughs> I adore it. His partner was having the blues lately and he wasn't in the mood for sex. So my friend introduced him to the new toy. I that would help. He pretended he would tr- test it himself first. Um, and you know how these things go. After a while, the couple were in the mood for fucking. <laughs> no, I don't know how these things go. I don't. What is this scenario? Like, <laughs> oh, I've got the blues. I don't really want sex. Well, I've got this gradually inflating anal balloon. Oh, well, in that case, I've changed my mind. It's also, the, there's the implication. It's like he pretended he would test it himself first. So, like, he actually just jammed it up his like boyfriend's ass. Or like maybe he used it himself and was like, oh yeah, yeah, this is good. You like this, don't you? And then his mate was like, I I guess so. <laughs> well I feel rude to say no that that no now that the balloon is in an inflated. Yeah, now that there is an inflated balloon in your ass, I really can't say no. Anyway. <laughs> this is all I've ever wanted. <laughs> Anyway, my friend reports that he had the best orgasm ever. He never felt any fuller. The toy is suitable for both partners, as it is appropriate for both beginners, my friend's partner, and improvers, my friend. <laughs> now, <laughs> she seems like she's going to quite to to to, to like pretty extreme lengths to distance herself from this situation. Yeah, it's like it's not me; it's my friend and his friend. Yeah, who are both gay. They 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 enjoyed the the arse balloon. I, yeah. I, I am. This is just this is just a retelling of someone else's anecdotes. Yeah, this isn't anything to do with me. Um, which which I struggle to believe, seeing as her review history, which I have full access to. Yeah, thanks to uh, thanks to this website that I shall not name because it's possible they might change their terms of use so that they won't be such a font for internet comedy. Um. <laughs> She has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven reviews of different butt plugs. So uh, I don't know, like, how generous a gift giver she is, but I'm not convinced by this story about her friend. Is this supposed to be like an erotic story? Ben? I don't know. It's not a very good one, is it's it? It's not very erotic. No. I tell you that. As an expert in erotic fiction, Simon, I can tell you, this is not an erotic story. <laughs> they both adored the colour of the toy. It's kinkiness. kinkiness. What's with adoring shit? I don't know. It's a big, it's a bit, she's a big fan of that word. Yeah, it's a big word. It's kinkiness, the smell of it. Uh, the fact that I can actually get... Re- uh, the fact that it can actually get really big in their holes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And of course, it's fantastic surface offered by the company that that I'm talking about. They have no bookmark. They have now bookmarked the site, and they are making the most of it, building up their own collection of toys. So there we go. It's a happy ending to that story. <laughs> because she bought from an arse balloon. Yeah, oh, like the smell. Why? Why do these people mention the smell of Men, it? Like the smell it, of this sex toy is really good. It smells <laughs> low grade plastic. That's yeah. what it smells of. We yeah. know this. <laughs> we all know. Everyone knows. Everybody like it's somehow you know it on a basal level. Yeah. Every human's born with the knowledge of what a sex toy smells like, and we know it's not pleasant. <laughs> we know we will not adore it. It's like like it's like you you're always afraid of spiders. 
Like people were always slightly revolted by spiders at first. Yes. You're always you always know what the smell of a sex toy is. I mean, so many issues, like so many issues with the review, so many issues with the item. I mean, what if it bursts? Surely there's a, a lot of questions. Yeah. Lot, quite, so many questions, so few answers needed or wanted. Do you know that, that, that there are 16 different kinds of inflatable butt plugs on this website? <laughs> I, I, I see, I'm, that's, this is something I've never even heard of. Oh, there you go. This, you've, you've opened mine eyes, Simon. <laughs> I can show you a world. <laughs> Buzzing and slightly inflating. <laughs> 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 Yeah, welcome, welcome to hell is other people. <laughs> I think we can, we can. That's what I've learned from this podcast. Hell is other people's Christmas present. Hell is other people's butt plugs. <laughs> There's nothing. What's worse than a butt plug? Someone else. This is butt plug. <laughs> secondhand butt plugs. Someone else's like, Christmas gift would be taken to a charity shop. Because Free love, I think it's called, isn't it? <laughs> That's what middle class people call it. <sighs> Disgusting. Hide your shame. <laughs> yeah. G says hide your shame. Uh, I don't think it's even shame. Like... This isn't it's something you should be ashamed of. It's it goes beyond that. That's not something you should be ashamed of. It's just something no one ever needs to know about. No, like, you shouldn't write like. Well, but I guess like product reviews are a thing that happen. I, I you see the thing is like if they wanted to buy an inflatable but like balloon and use it on their own, that's their own business. She had no business buying it for them for Christmas and then asking them about how it went. Can you imagine that maybe that the, they 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 were opened that in front of family? Because <laughs> like a Chris, Christmas is a very family orientated time. Yeah, yeah, they got their family round, and you know, yeah, and, and Janet, their neighbour, like he, he doesn't have any other family. They invited her around as well. Mum got him a book. Oh, what's that, Dad? Oh, oh, it's it's uh, it's Mad, it's the Mad Men box set. Thanks. I mean, I've been mean, I, you know, I, I missed the last couple of series. I've been to catch up on that. That's really thoughtful. Oh, what have you got, as Janet? Oh, it's an arse balloon. Thanks. Hey, Thank Dad. you, Janet. Hey, Mom, hey, Dad. Have I interest, introduced you to Janet? She just bought me an arse balloon. <laughs> my soon-to-be not friend anymore. My ex-friend Janet. And then on Boxing Day, she's calling up like, hey. How was it? So how'd it go? Bill, Bill, how did the butt balloon go? <laughs> Damn it, Janet, leave me alone. <laughs> Fucking Janet. You only used it because he felt obliged. Yeah. Rude otherwise. <laughs> oh, man, the most English use of a butt plug. <laughs> out of politeness. Gingerly using a butt plug out of, out of politeness. Um, do you think we've got enough time for an awesome guy of the week? I think we do. I think I need something to drag me out of this pit of silicon-scented despair. I started off this week with um, with one idea for who was the awesome guy of the week was. Um, so I'll give you that first. Um, okay. This is from uh, again Virginia. We've, we spent a little bit of time in Virginia the, this week. Uh, this is from Chesterfield County. A, uh, and and more more explicitly, a mobile home in Chesterfield County. Good. 
Um, Fertile ground. That's where uh, two brothers got into a fight um, where the elder brother allegedly opened fire on his younger brother. Um, the next thing, police were everywhere. Um, they kind of met the two, they've met the two brothers um, to find that the younger, the 23-year-old man, had been shot in the nose and neck, but was apparently cool. <laughs> he was he was, apparently- yeah, he was like, I'm, I'm fine. I'm from Virginia. Yeah. I can I can take it. I can handle this. I've been shot in the, in the nose and neck before. Have you seen my jacked up face? <laughs> um, so uh, the police decided to kind of like speak to the brothers to find out what had been going on. And, uh, and while in the interview, uh, the victim actually spit one of the bullets out. <laughs> Whoa! It was like, oh yeah, you know, me and my brother were just like, <laughs> and I bet it went, Ding! yeah, I yeah. Bet. I imagine he spat the bullet into a spittoon, and it went, Ding! that's pretty, that's pretty hardcore. Spitting out a bullet like during a police interview is uh, is what makes awesome guys for the week. But then, on the way back home today, came across this story uh, from Glendale, Oregon. Uh, hello to our listeners in Oregon. This is a uh, man called Conrad Bass, who um, who was w- walking through the streets, dressed in chainmail, carrying a sword. He's already won. I don't care. <laughs> like that's it. That's all I need. Um, who then? Uh, who then announced? Who who um, got his sword and ran it through the passenger door of a car? Uh, <laughs> Police uh, quickly arrived in this case as well, and uh, and and spoke to him, and he he declared that he was a high elf engaged in battle with the evil Morgoth. <laughs> uh, Morgoth is uh, is the first lord of Middle Earth. He's discussed at length in J.R.R. Tolkien's The Cimmerillion. He's uh, like the original bad guy, isn't he? He's yeah. like he's like um, Saruman's boss. Basically. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, yeah, this guy thought that the car was Morgoth, Morgoth. and that the best thing to do was to stab it. Uh, it. He later admitted that he had also been taking LSD. Well, there we go. <laughs> and there's your answer. Uh, officers have cited Bass with criminal mischief. That's such a good thing. Like, I didn't even realise that was a thing. Yeah. Best he's misdemeanor to, ever. Stop going to jail. They're like, oh, this crazy guy. This criminal crazy mischief. Guy. Criminally mis- mischievous. It's, it's, it's mis- mischievous. It's on the criminal side, but we'll let you off. You crazy guy. Go on, take some more acid. <laughs> I feel find you get guilty of guilty of illegal japes. <laughs> so yeah, uh Conrad Bass, you are our awesome guy of the week. Good work, Conrad Bass. I think he may have been emulating Fingolfin. Okay. Who's uh, who was a high elf who battled um, Morgoth? He does sound like the sort of guy you would emulate while on acid. Yeah, the second high king of the. I'll say. Yeah. Whoa! The second tripping king. (laughs) This podcast is dedicated to Fingolfin, the tripping king. Uh, Wherever he may ride. (laughs) Which is apparently in Oregon. Across the across the veil of perception within your dreams. <laughs> also Oregon. Um, so thank you very much for listening. Um, we'll be with you again next week. Uh, this show should go up on Tuesday, is that right? 
Is that yes, kind of what you're do, aiming yeah. for? Monday, uh, Tuesday time. Okay, cool. Um, please tell a friend. Always tell a friend. Every time you laugh at a joke, find a friend and tell them to listen to that joke. Yeah. And then listen a bit more, and every next time you laugh, find a different friend and tell that friend about it. It's Just a to, big commitment, but we reckon you can handle it. Yeah, we think you can handle it, listener. Yeah, specifically you. <laughs> we have a lot of faith in you. I believe in you. Um, if you want to speak at us or with us, uh, our Twitter is EOM Podcast. Our Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash errand of mercy. And our email account is eom.podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I also, think that's... if you've got any, um, if you've got uh, any eyewitness accounts of, um, of bad proms, uh, oh, make yeah, sure please. you send us a message on Facebook page or um, or send us an email so we can add it to uh, to Prom Watch 2014. That that would absolutely be excellent. I do having more material for Prom Watch 2014, which is our most hotly anticipated feature ever. I would say, Simon. <laughs> yeah, me too. Because I came up with it about 15 minutes before we <laughs> recorded. I'm, I'm sure that unlike most of our features, it will last more than one episode. <laughs> So, yeah, thanks very much for listening and uh, good night. Good night.